Hello and welcome to Personalized Learning with Matt and Courtney. My name is Matt. I'm Courtney. What do we do here, Courtney? We talk about the do-dos and the don't-dos of personalized learning. And that could never be more true than today. Uh-oh. Today, I got some emails. Yes. And I had plans for what we are going to do today before that. <laughs> and The emails have changed that. The emails have definitely you. changed that. Good. And some of you are thinking right now, oh, great, Matt's going to do another rant about what's going on in his district and that sort of thing. And it's not true. Oh. These are ones from outside. So (laughs) it's an external email. External email. So I got the first one. I got uh, a blog post in my email today from KnowledgeWorks Mm -hmm. by Emily Smith. And the name of the thing, name of the article is Personalized Professional Development for Teachers, an Integral Part of Personalizing Learning in Lexington, South Carolina. Yay. It's fabulous. Mm. It's a really cool... Uh, article. It talks about the things that they are doing, the struggles that they're having, uh, and what they're doing to move forward. Good. It was really, really super positive. Yeah. So I get this next one. It's from EdSurge in the EdSurge newsletter, which mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you subscribe to. Uh, it's by Elena Silla. She's apparently a fourth grade teacher in, as I scroll down, in California. And the name of the article is One Step at a Time, A Traditional School's Journey into Personalized Learning. Nice. It's really cool. It talks about a lot of the stuff that we happen to talk about. So Good. Uh, hopefully you're a listener. So if you wrote this, Elena, congratulations. Yeah. That's really good. If not, uh, we're going to contact you soon. Uh, exactly. And you'll never hear this yeah. probably. <laughs> so they talk about some micro shifts in practice that they're doing at the fourth grade level or the elementary level. Talk about flexible grouping in stations. Nice. Talk about team accountability. What nice. that means is for students, not for the adults, yeah. uh, which is really cool because they talk about group group work and how that always That's seems to always be you know, the, issue. the one yeah. leader and nobody else right. does anything. So they really figure that out. Some really good ideas and metacognitive skill building. Perfect. All the stuff we talk about all the time. And she finishes by saying, and I'll quote from the article, it's one small step at a time. But by illustrating what is possible, my hope is these smaller nudges can inspire a lo- inspire a larger scale shift toward making personalized learning a system wide reality. Wonderful. Hell yeah. Then I get another email. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it's in it's in one of the I don't know something I subscribe to. I don't really know. <laughs> and so I clicked on the link, and it's from the THE Journal. And it's the National Education Policy Center issues a red flag warning on personalized learning. That doesn't sound good. I'm like, what the? You know, come on. Yeah. What's this going to be? What? So I'll read the the beginning. And uh, they just start a little bit here. A new report from the National Education Policy Center has suggested that the concept of personalized learning has been productized by technology companies in ways that can, quote, that, quote, can put important educational decisions in private hands and compromise the privacy of children and their teachers. Okay. And, well, yes. Right. That's true. That is true. That's also not personalized learning. What do you mean? Personalized learning is not about buying a program. Oh. Doesn't those things kind of go to odds with each other anyway? I'm going to buy a program to personalize the learning. For all of our kids. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, what about like, you know, like, yeah, like online programs that like give a diagnostic test and then sort the kids into different, use this lesson, give that test. Like, and you can all do it through this fancy program that you're all going to buy. We don't even need teachers anymore. Right. That's not personalized. Learning. That is not personalized learning. 
So I'm looking at, looking further in this one, and it says the analysis has uncovered questionable assumptions about the efficacy of personalized learning in the most influential programs, alongside a lack of research support, self-interested advocacy from the tech industry, and serious threats to data privacy. Yeah. Yep. But right, again, but that's not about... It's not personalized learning. It's not about the concept of personalized learning. It's about the, the programs being sold as one-stop, ready-to-go-out-of-the-box personalized learning, which is not... Which uh, doesn't even make sense. No, it really doesn't. It really... It's an oxymoron. Maybe it's just being a moron, but <laughs> it, none of that... None, oh. That's frustrating. I'm going to talk a little bit more about this one now. Yeah, I keep going. A big problem with personalized learning, I'm like, ooh, according to the report, is that these proprietary programs that districts are subscribing to place major education decisions, such as whether a student has achieved a specific competency into, quote, private hands. Uh-oh. So it's all about collecting data on kids to, air quote, help them. Right. Well, Because they can make money on it. Right, but the program, why is any school relying on a program to make the final determination? That was going to be my question for you. <laughs> Got it's to it first. <laughs> clearly, they're not thinking about what it means, right? They're, they're hearing personalized learning is definitely a buzzword around the country right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And it has been for uh, at least the three and a half years we've been doing this podcast. Right. Put ourselves right up there. Uh, yeah. But... You know, we wanted to, we started this podcast originally to talk about our experiences with personalized learning and try to try to help teachers and administrators and kids uh, learn what it's about and so that they can all do better, right? right. And that's exactly what these programs are trying to say, and they're full of it. Hmm. They're full of it because it's a moneymaker, right? Agreed. If this was a moneymaker, uh, we'd have uh, better microphones. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. For one. Yeah. And a studio. A studio for two. Dan is like, bang my chair into this. So it's, we're trying to do the right thing, I think. Yeah. And I think there are a lot of educators out there, like the ones I just mentioned, that are trying to do the right thing. Right. And really think about what their kids need and how they can learn and how they can reach every kid, not just most of the kids, like it was before. Right. And, of course, corporations that are trying to sell you programs are trying to think, okay, well, if you do this, this will happen. It will increase achievement for all of your kids. Uh, And if you buy it, uh, it'll work. And we'll make tons of money, and all your kids will learn. Unfortunately, all of them don't learn because you can't have a program that personalizes learning. But the educators that buy this across the country aren't thinking about what they really need to be doing. And I understand that it's difficult. Right. Well, purchasing one of these programs is easy. That's easy. I mean, God, you go to a vendor presentation, right? Sounds awesome. Right. Until you start asking questions. And my guess is nobody's asking questions. No, probably not. I mean, yeah, I, I just, you know, I think about large districts, right, that want to, I mean, I, I think at this point, every, I think there's very few people out there who would say that the public education system works great. 
Oh my God, yeah. Right? And yeah. so everyone is, is kind of clamoring and searching for solutions, staying within the system that we still have, still mm -hmm. trying to do that. We haven't gotten to the point where everyone's like, blow up the system. Right. Um, we will get there. We haven't gotten there yet. So no. everyone's still trying to operate inside the system. And in really large districts where, you know, it's like millions of kids, how do you do that? Well, an easy solution is to buy a program. Right. And then and I think it's also a sign or a symptom of um, the lack of uh, trust and uh, respect for the teaching profession. I think that's a lot of it right there. You know, and some of it is that teaching to reach all of your kids is extremely difficult. Yes. Right. It's a, t a it's a total mind shift of the way we've done schools in the past right. where you get most of them and some of them you just will never be able to reach. So there's another place for them. It's an alt school or right. they go to a tech center right. or something like that. And it's like right. we're rejecting that theory now yeah. that every kid we need to find the right path for that kid, get them to that path and then help them be successful for whatever that is. That is what personalized learning is. Yes. And if I could make a program to make that work, that would be great. It also is impossible literally yeah because you can't do that and reach every kid and that's what personalized learning is supposed to be right it's supposed, it's supposed yeah. to be for every, every single, single kid learner. not just some of them right. not most of them right not all but one because again what if that one kid is yours yeah and you're sending them to a school or a school system what we have in in this country that just doesn't reach all kids and we know it's not going to and we don't even strive to do that so we see through this podcast, we've met all kinds of people that are striving for those things, mm -hmm. right? And as we talked about uh, something I went to in, in January was talking about, okay, so where do you think the, the personalized movement is in this country? How much of the country do you think it it is actually in? And it's a room full of people who are doing what we're doing, right? Yeah. And, you know, people are going up, they're talking like, oh, man, it's probably you know half now, right? 50%. 10%, 25%. It was kind of all over the place. All over the place. And they said, uh, if we're lucky, we are just under 1% right now. Yeah. Which means 99 plus percent of this country has no idea what personalized learning is. Yeah. Has no idea. That's it's blowing my mind, but like I, I agree with it and I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just. When you surround yourself with the people who agree with you, it's easy to think like everybody thinks this way. But no, really, most most people do not think this way. Most schools do not think this way or act this way or see this as a possibility. Or even know that. It is a possibility. Yeah. They, they, and they're not even thinking about it. No. It's the thing. They're, it's not even like in the realm. It's like, no, it's, it's not that they don't believe in it. They don't even know what the belief might be. So So how does that... Like, yeah, so bring it back to the article. Like, why mm -hmm. is this, why does this article bother you so much? Well, it bothers me so much because I looked at the end. So I looked to the actual report here. Okay. And I'm like, okay, it's a 77-page report, and it talks about some of the, it was really exciting at first. It talks about assumptions about children and assumptions about learning and knowledge, which is all pretty good stuff. Yeah. Uh, assumption about assessment and technology all pretty straightforward. They talk about issues raised with personalized learning and they eventually get to the results of what they want to do, right? So here's the end of the executive summary. It talks all about 
requiring that program curriculum materials be externally reviewed and approved by independent education experts, require uh, that these approaches are appropriate for intended student populations, require the, the validity of assessment instruments and the instru instructional and programmatic usefulness of data generated be independently certified. And then they talk a lot about student data privacy. Yeah. So it's all about tech. Yeah. And it's nothing in there about learning or teaching or assessment. It's like, okay, well, if this is the way it is, now it's assuming, I think, this, this is my takeaway, is that the assumption is that, well, personalized learning is a program and you buy it. Right. We need to make that better. It's like, no, we reject your premise. Right. But I think they are just assuming that's the way people think now. Right. And I'm rejecting that premise right here. I'm taking my stand. Reject it. I agree with you. I reject it. It reminds me of the, um, what was it, Ed Week with the kid with the looking at the computer. Yep, with so headphones it's still, on. It's echoing that same... Um, sentiment. I wonder. They're not even arguing for something different. That's the thing. Right. In the, I thought this whole 77 page article or report would be like, okay, we can do better than that. How about we change the way we're doing school? How about we do our teacher prep programs a little bit differently? How about we teach teachers that all kids can learn? Mm. Because we don't do that now. It's all about managing the classroom. Yes. Making them compliant so your day goes smoothly so you can teach what you need. And hopefully most of the kids will learn. It always seems to be the end result is like a happenstance, right? We're yeah. here. Learning is a happenstance rather than well, an intention. We're here for school, yeah. right? We're, what, what school is for the kids. We're there to help them get what they need. Mm. Unfortunately, everything we're doing is about what the adults need. And if the kids learn, that's great. If not, it's okay. We'll buy another program in a couple of years. And I'm just like flipping out over this. It's like they're not even seeing that that's an issue. Whereas maybe I'm inside that bubble too much. Is that, well, of course, it's about what you're actually doing in the classroom and building those relationships with kids, figuring out what they want, getting them excited, empowering them to learn for what they want to do. And instead... 99 plus percent of America is buying programs and being like, oh my God, they don't, they're not working. Yeah. It's like, of course they're not working. Ugh. You should write a response and send it in. Am I allowed to swear in it? Uh, no, you're going to, I can help you with that. You can write it all sweary and then I'll, I'll help you make it not sweary. But nice. yeah, yeah, submit. Strike throughs. Submit, yes, strike throughs. <laughs> Great. I really should, and I think I think I'm going to do it because this has bothered me for ages. Yeah, and you know what? All of and everyone else out there who has this, who believes this same thing, rejects the premise that personalized learning equals um, a purchased program, uh, software or otherwise. Um, start being vocal about that. Write to your local paper, even if it's never even come up in your local paper. Start start yes. the conversation. Change the people's minds yeah. because, again, I think that's why we started this podcast is trying to help people change those minds. And now now we're on fire, obviously. Well, Matt is. Well, I'm on fire. That's true. <laughs> it's very true. I think we can do better with this. And I don't know why this bothered me that much, but I think it's just to the tipping point that I keep reading about this. Right. And nothing well, and it ever, feels like nobody it, ever pushes back unless right. you're already inside this bubble. 
And we're just pushing back to each other. We're not. Which doesn't. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. Well, and, and so to go back, to connect back what you said earlier, if only 1% of the nation is really glommed onto this idea of personalized learning and understands what it is, then it would it, continued headlines and, you know, um, information like that that we're upset about will prevent personalized learning from ever really gaining traction. Agreed. Personalized learning is not a program. Uh, It's not. Okay. Okay. (sighs) Well, rate, review us, leave a comment, follow us. P Learn MC. P Learn MC everywhere. Just about P Learn MC. You'll find us. We are everywhere.